this episode is gonna suck. No. Yes. I swear to gosh, Riley, you're gonna have fun here if it kills you. Then you better be ready to kill me, Hooper. Hey, everybody. Today, we're gonna do something a little different. You may know about Riley's fantasy novel, The Sword of Relay, if you've been listening from the beginning. But what you might not know is that Riley also plays Relay as their D&D character. I resent the word play, Evelyn. It's a mechanism for storytelling. Serious storytelling. It's still a game, Riley. I found this Dungeon Master's Guide on Amazon under the Toys and Games section. Oh, sure. And I bet the Dark Tower is a game. And Baldur's Gate is a game. The first one is a book. The second one is a game. Anyway, so Riley likes to play D&D online. Because real people suck. And recently there was an incident. That's one way to put it. Those cowards on Roll20 not being able to tolerate the truth bombs I was dropping on them is less an incident and more an example of the flaws in the system. I thought you said they banned you because everyone complained that you kept railroading their campaigns. You know, people throw around the word railroad like it's a bad thing, but you know what wouldn't exist without railroads? America. Oh boy, here we go. America aside, those idiots on Roll20 didn't see all the good that I was doing for them. It was my duty to take on the role of leader, and they wouldn't give it to me. How could they deny me the destiny that was thrust upon me? You sound like a cult leader. Evelyn, you know how I feel about organized religion. Well, then you sound like the tin pot dictator of some small island in the Pacific. I'll take it. Also, those jackanapes didn't even have the courtesy to use period-correct language when they were playing. But Riley, it's a fantasy world! There is no period. Nothing can be correct. Shh. It's clearly inspired by Euro-medieval culture. Therefore, people would have been speaking Old English. Well, technically they were already speaking an earlier version of Modern English. Old English died out in the 12th century was actually much closer to German than it was to- I'm sorry, who's the fantasy expert here? Is it you? I wrote my college thesis on fairy tales, Riley. You know this. Well, maybe you can go talk to those bozos on Roll20 because they're all living in a fairy tale. So anyway, that's why we're playing Dungeons and Dragons in the basement. Evelyn, this is the second to last episode of the season before we take our hiatus. I'm behind on four different video games and it's killing me. It's killing me, do you understand? I'll kill you in a second. Ha, let's be honest, Ev. If you were going to kill me, you would have done it by now. I can't believe you invited a bunch of people to come to my basement and sit in my furniture and- We are in your parents' basement and we are sitting on your parents' furniture, Riley. Same difference. It goes to me in the will when I kill- I mean, when they die. The whole basement, huh? What about the rest of the house? Oh, yeah, there's an upstairs. I keep forgetting. Well, I don't know about you, but I'm gonna go ahead and do the intro. Sure, why not? Take me on this ride through hell with you. Hey, everybody! If you're listening to this, you're speaking modern English- and not Old English, just like the people in the Middle Ages. Oh, let that go, Ed. Welcome, everyone. There are 4,000 species of spiders in the world. If every spider banded together, they would be able to eat every single human being on the planet. It's why I've made it my mission to devour every single spider I see. The work I do in this basement protects all of you. I'm Riley, your best school friend. And I'm Evelyn, your ghost host with the most. And also, in this episode, your DM. You can't be the DM. You don't know how to DM. But if you were the DM, you couldn't be Relay. <sighs> I guess you're right. I have my character stats right here anyway. I've been reading this Dungeon Master's Guide over and over again for the last three days. I even read the player's handbook, so if there's any confusion, I can help our guests with their roles. I can't believe people are actually going to show up here. People is maybe an overstatement. 
I mean, some may surprise us. But as it is, I put the invite out on short notice, and most of the people I reached out to declined. Who'd you invite? Dildo Fusion. You know, from the band, Dildo Fusion. But they're on their European solo tour this month. And Greg, but he's taking his horse to Disney World for her birthday. What about Fred? He, uh, his reason was kind of embarrassing, and I don't think I should say it on air. Let me see that. Sorry, darlings, I'm at the hospital again because my dick got stuck in another pumpkin. Long story. I wouldn't read past that part. He gets into very explicit detail. Classic Fred. What about Chaz and that other dumbass we were on that Skype call with a while back? It's 11 a.m. where they live and they both have jobs. Please tell me you didn't invite Tiffany. She and Florida man are on vacation together in Cabo. Well, thank God for small mercies. Who else did you invite? Ed. What was his excuse? He respectfully declined because apparently tabletop gaming isn't vegan. Figures. So who's left? God damn it. Well, fuck you too, Riley. Camille! You're here! I'm so glad you were able to make it! Uh, the poker game I was supposed to be at got cancelled. Well, cancelled might be a lie. No, it's definitely a lie. I killed them. <laughs> That'll teach them to accuse me of cheating. Luckily, you can't cheat at Dungeons and Dragons. Unless you have weighted dice. Evelyn, when I saw a vampire bat come into this house, I was hoping for it to be literally anyone else. I would have preferred that Count Chocula meathead we met in the hiking trail. Are you talking about Clyle? He sucks at D&D. You made the right choice. Why do you always sit on my bed when you come here? <laughs> fine, fine. Just stay there. So, who's the DM? Me! I am! And who else is playing? Hmm, <laughs> this is gonna be a fun time. Yeah, hopefully. Do you at least have drinks and snacks, you know, that people other than you can survive eating? Probably not. I don't believe in groceries. <sighs> Figures. Whatever, I'll just get a delivery driver. You don't come here anymore after Riley's indiscretions. This basement is where happiness comes to die. I feel like we need one more person to make the game work. on my ghost phone. We're not that desperate. No, no, I'm not going to summon any of the weird ones. But Fred already said he couldn't come. I know, but I'm sure there are other nice demons on this app. Oh, hey, Floros is online. He says he's down. <laughs> Woo! Floros awakens! Ha <laughs> ha! The doctors said it was impossible, but unfortunately, they were wrong. Am I the only one seeing this, or was my last blood bag's bite? Right. Okay. Well, I guess this is happening now. Listeners, you may remember Floros and the feelings of confusion and concern that he brings with him. I like to think that Floros brings the party and the weed! Who's blazing? I'm blazing! It dulls the pain. Camille, Floros, Floros, Camille. Now you know each other. I pity you both. Yay! Now we got a party! Hell yeah, baby! That's what I'm talking about! Where's the EDM? Floros needs to get kitted! I even brought my glow sticks! Uh, there's no EDM, I'm afraid. I'm not even sure what EDM is. What? But you promised EDM in the DMs! No, I said DM in the DMs. I'm the DM, and we're gonna play D&D. Demons and dancing? Or maybe demons and drugs? Or drugs and drugs? 
where did you even find this guy? You don't find Floros. Floros finds you. I have so many questions. And we don't have time to answer them. So now that we're all here. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, fuck me. Oh, it's that kind of party. I'm game. Why does the weirdest shit always happen in this basement? It's a curse. Room for one more? No, fuck you. Hold on, hold on. Todd's a human, right? We assume so, yes. He's at least human adjacent. Three is the ideal party size. Let him stay. You can sit next to me. You have such a lovely neck necklace? I said necklace. Hi, I'm Camille. Oh, this? I'm unsurprised that you'd say that, given the quality. From here, it looks like one of those cheap chains that Top 5 Nastiest Slimes gives away for free on Instagram. Don't knock Top 5's merch! I wore one of his gold chains to my cousin's wedding! Never got invited back. Floros, good to see you again. Do I know you? Do you know me? Can any of us know ourselves? Uh, you just got summoned via my app. Tactically, I'm your boss. But really, I don't want you to think of it as a vertical structure. I'm your friend. Except, you know, I have total power over your livelihood. Come on, Todd. We didn't even invite you. Be that as it may, you don't have a great track record for getting me to leave. I'd say two for two was pretty good. Yeah, but it took the whole episode, so you might as well just roll with it. What are we playing, fam? Dungeons and Dragons. I don't think it's really your thing, Todd. It involves creativity. On the contrary, Evelyn. Actual play podcasts are really hip right now. So for as long as that market trend continues, it's very much my thing. The dude with the man bun talks funny. Is he gonna do that the whole time? <sighs> yeah, it only stops being insufferable. Never. Adventurers! You have all been gathered here today to journey across mystical lands in search of riches, glory, and to wrangle your destinies with your own two hands! Wait, we're not even gonna stop and get rid of Todd? No! We've wasted too much time as it is! The quest... A begins! I count this as a win. Has everyone even prepared to play? I was born ready. Not as born ready as I was born ready. Don't count on it, dipstick. It's Todd, but you'll get it eventually. Everyone will. Again, don't count on it. So, just to be totally clear, there's no EDM. No, there is no EDM. This is Dardis and Dragons. We are all going to sit here and play the game and go on this adventure and have a great time. Got it? Sorry. Sorry. merchants, and they often receive travelers, like yourselves, in their town to trade or simply to stop and rest. You spy a tavern just down the dirt road, and there are a few vendors who are trying to sell their wares. But you're all tired from your journey, and make your way to the tavern. But what if I don't want to go into that tavern? It's a little too family-friendly. I can't imagine myself starting a bar fight there. You can't. There are no other taverns in town. It's small. There's only one. They need to work on getting some investors. Shh! Sorry. You weren't even talking. Oh, right. There is one tavern, and you all go inside. As you enter, you see several patrons mulling about. They're all drinking and talking. Some are dancing to a bard playing a lute. The barkeep is handing out large pints of mead, and some are gorging on food. You are all a little winded from the journey, and could use some rest. 
So, what do you all do? Uh, how do we even know each other? We just walked in here together and we're four total strangers. Oh, right. Um, well, introduce your characters. Well, I'm Riley and I play... I'm Camille and I play Alana Poisonleaf. Guess I'll just go fuck myself then. She's a drow barbarian who hails from the Underdark. Her mother is one of the drow priestesses of Lulth. She is on her pilgrimage to obtain renown for her family. She had a slave once, a male drow, but he annoyed her to the point of her going into rage and she yeeted him off a cliff. The past tense is yote. Now she travels alone, until she met you fuckers, I guess. She wields a ridiculously large bastard sword. Her mother gifted her with a bag of holding, so if anyone gets the smart idea to try and steal or break her sword, just know that she has three more inside the bag. She wears an amulet of the plains, also gifted to her by her mother, that allows her to teleport, explore, and it's just a fine piece of jewelry. How do you have two magical items? One is a basic magical item that you can actually purchase from the start, you twit. And the other is a wondrous item that I'm allowed to have tied to my origin story. Fucking jerk off. Fine, but you're on thin ice. She's six foot four and ripped like Angela Bassett. Uh, I don't think drow are supposed to be that tall. Alana Poisonleaf is. How? She drinks her unicorn milk. Also, fuck you, that's why. Fair enough, I'll allow it. And that's the gist of it. Anyway, my character is... My character will be named... Todd. That's your name. Well, my character has the same name as me. There's no rule against that. Fine, alright. What are his race and class? He's a human. And his class is... Influencer? That's not a class you can choose. What about entrepreneur? Nope, that's not a class in the game either. CEO. For the love of fuck! Todd, if you're gonna be here, you're gonna have to play the game properly. I thought you could do whatever you wanted in this game. You want to play as yourself? Why not? Because it's pretend, Todd! Don't you want a little escapism? I have nothing to escape from or improve upon in my life, so, uh, no, I don't. That is the furthest up their own ass I've ever seen anybody go. <sighs> Todd, I don't care that you're playing a character who's also named Todd, but come on! Could you just be a wizard or something? Uh, Silicon Valley tech wizard? Sure, whatever! Todd's a wizard! Riley, tell us about Relay! Well, Relay is Can a- Can Floros be a character? Floros has always wanted to be someone who's not Floros! Ha <laughs> ha! Anyone but me! Floros, are you okay? No! <laughs> but now Floros is! Ha <laughs> ha! Anyway... I guess you could be a tiefling. The fuck's a tiefling? Can I smoke, snort, or shoot it up? Well, according to this, tieflings are demons. Demons? Fuck that shit! Floros don't want to be no demon! I have to be a demon every day! And let me tell you, it fucking sucks! What else can I be? You could be a human. Sure, why not? Do you have a name for your human? Uh... How about Brian Wilson? That's not a fantasy name, you drugged out fuck! It is for me, baby! Where I come from, everyone's called shit like Floros and Sabnak and Pazuzu. Brian Wilson sounds like he's from another fucking planet! There ain't motherfuckers called Brian in hell! Except Jack the Ripper. Did you know his real name was Brian? I knew it! Where did the little Jack thing come from? British people can't come up with nicknames for shit! They call everyone Jack, 
When I visited there, they kept calling me Springheel Jack, even though the fact that I got mad hops is the least interesting thing about me. So, what's Brian's class? Uh, middle? What? Whatever the middle one is, you know? Like on the list? Yeah, whatever. I'm too fucking high to be decisive. Okay, Ranger then. Brian Wilson the Ranger. Hell yeah, baby. That's me. Is that it? Name, race, and class? Are you even fucking trying, Floros? Could you at least attempt a backstory? Floros has fried his brain with so many drugs that Floros don't even remember his own backstory. And tomorrow, I probably won't remember this. So hop off my ass, will ya? Sorry about all the interruptions, Riley. Go ahead and introduce your character now. Finally! Now all of you clowns have introduced your idiotic characters, it's time for me to shine. <clears throat> My character's name is Relay of the Order of Menzoral. First of their name, they are a noble ghoul paladin on a holy quest to rid the world of evil. They wield a mighty greatsword, which is way bigger and cooler than the bastard sword. A greatsword and a bastard sword are the same thing. It doesn't matter, it's fantasy, so it can be called whatever I want. Excuse me? Anyways, Relay has taken the oath of heroism before their patron deity, Heronius. Their holy item is a sacred tome, gifted unto them by the monks of their order, because Relay was the only paladin whose brain was big enough to hold all the holy truths. Every other paladin looked upon the holy truths and their heads exploded because they couldn't handle it. They sound like a geek. They are not! They are the best! Sounds like something a geek would say. You know what? You know what? Where's my crossbow? Evelyn! Can we just play the game now, Riley? Your crossbow bolts aren't wooden, so it wouldn't even do anything to her. So, you've all come together. Relay is here to inquire about a room for the night, because you're stopping here on your quest, and merriment is beneath you. Correct. Alana Poisonleaf, you've just broken a man's arm in an arm wrestling match, and now all the eligible single people in this bar want to touch your muscles. Hell yeah. Brian Wilson, you are getting wasted on the local meat. Floros Brian is you. Oh, dope. And Todd, you're bartering with some of the patrons trying to sell your magical proprietary runestones at an obscenely marked up price. Yes. Yes, you're all doing your normal thing, enjoying yourselves. I'm meditating. Either enjoying yourselves or meditating. So our stage is set. Riley, this is your house so you can go first. I, the gallant paladin Relay, am in the room that I have rented for the night. I am meditating, because I don't need to sleep. I meditate for... for like, about 30 minutes, and I'm back up and continuing my important work. And what does that work involve? Writing the new volume of my new holy book, full of newer and even more mind-blowing truths. A beeble, if you will. <laughs> I know that was a fake sneeze, you don't have a nose! So, Relay, you're setting down to work on your holy manuscript! But you realize, you don't have a candle to write by. Yes, I do. I always do. I have ten in my inventory sheet. Well, cool. I'll leave you to it. Alana Poisonleaf, you're still at the bar? I'm gonna roll a perception check to determine who the hottest person in the tavern is. Okay, go on ahead. Fourteen. So, Alana, you survey the crowd of people who have all been gathered around to watch you whip that other dude's butt at arm wrestling, and you lock eyes with a handsome stranger. I don't need to say anything to him. He knows. Okay, Brian, your turn. I am gonna roll a perception check to see who the second hottest person is. Six. Brian, you're over there getting drunk on mead when you notice through the haze of alcohol a busty wench. And she's giving you a little wave like she wants you to come over. I roll to commence the flirting. 
that motherfucker! Floro's got himself a net 20! She gives you a look, and she says, Hey stranger, I haven't seen you around here before. What line are you going to use on her? Well, I'm, I'm Floros. That's not even your character's name. Todd, what are you doing at this precise moment? I'm trying to convince one of the local blacksmiths that using my app, uh, sorry, Runestone, will increase his business efficiency. All right, should have expected as much. The blacksmith looks at you, and he's thinking, and he says, So, Todd, what you're telling me is that this rune can double the number of horseshoes I make in a week? Not only that. But for a small additional fee, I'll sell you a charm that makes your horseshoes 50% more resistant to the normal wear and tear. You see... Todd? There's a lot to worry about these days. Hunger, war, the Black Plague. So when it comes to quality iron products, your customers don't want to have to worry about whether or not they can trust you. Todd, listen! A modern blacksmith needs to keep up with the growing demands of a rapidly industrializing society. So what I'm saying is you should cut out the middleman and- Todd, I'm glad you're playing along, but you have to roll perception. Oh, of course. Uh, sorry. I forgot where I was for a second there. Yeah, you know how it is. You get in the marketing headspace and- I really don't, Todd. A two? Are you fucking kidding me? Blacksmith laughs in your face and tells you to heck off. Maybe there's something wrong with your dice. Hold your hand out so I can see your wrist. Ah, uh, hand. You my dice, so you can use them on your next turn. I appreciate the offer, but these are Todd dice and they're perfectly constructed. Just like your veins. Camille, stop trying to eat Todd. Well, I can't order in, and my only other choices here are ectoplasm, green poison, and heroin. Oh, it's not bothering me at all. I'm astrally projecting, so I'm not in any real danger. Eat my entire ass! I'm almost always astral projecting. The meat space me is at a business Toddference in London right now. I think? You did not just say Toddference. I always think that words with con in them are too negative. All right, Riley, it's your turn again. I come down from my room. I'm going to roll perception to look for the tavern's cat. Aww. Because I'm hungry. Yes, aww. 19, naturally. Relay, you find the tavern's cat, but because you're so perceptive, Thank you, I am. You notice that something is wrong about the cat. It's not quite moving the way a cat normally does. Almost like it's not really a cat at all. I eat it anyway. Okay. You catch the cat and you go to eat it, but your claws go right through it like thin air. An illusion! What are you hiding? I deduce from that the whole tavern is an illusion. I'm gonna go into the main room where people sit around and drink and stuff. The bar. Whatever. I'm going there. Very well. You walk into the bar and you run into a lot of poison leaf, who's taking the handsome stranger up to her bedchambers. Gross. Anyway. <clears throat> Hail and well met, Drow. Thou art making a sizable mistake, attempting to bed this knave. This tavern hath a strange magic placed upon it. Literally nobody asked you. Are you not even going to try to use period correct language? Like... Fuck, you're a vampire. I thought you would at least get that part right. How old do you think I am? Irrelevant. <sighs> Whatever. I really think you're just trying too hard to be the hero here. Um, excuse me? Brian Wilson, what are you doing right now? What do I roll to motorboat the booba? You don't! Dexterity! Nat 20 again, bitch! Nice! You lean into motorboat those tatas like there's no tomorrow, but alas, you fall through those luscious love mountains and come crashing to the bar floor below. Floros has heard of fake titties, but this is ridiculous. 
Oh, oh, can I roll to see if there's anything worthwhile down here? Once I found a whole fun time skittle on the floor of a club bathroom. It was awesome. It was terrible. Maybe on your next turn. Todd, your turn. I'm going to roll perception to see if any of these other fine patrons look particularly gullible. I mean, open-minded. Fifteen. That's more like it. All right, well, you look around and you spot the barkeep. He looks like someone who could really use some blue sky thinking to help him run his business. Perfect. I'll talk to him. Excuse me, sir. My name is Todd. Might I say this is a fine establishment you're running here? What do you want, ew? I want to sell you the dream. I had a pet skeever when I was a kid. Well, maybe you'd be interested in investing in Todd dogs. They're like dogs, but better. Unlike standard dogs, they go to sleep whenever you're bored of them, thanks to the bio-off switch under their left ear. You keep pitching to the bartender, but he still doesn't seem to react. Almost as if he's just reading off of a script. But how can I afford a Todd dog, I hear you asking? Well, with our completely legitimate compound interest repayment plan- It's an illusion, you simple-minded fucks! I already told you! What happened to that period-correct language, Riley? This is out of character! Do you want to try and do something in character to warn Todd? I got it! He's an illusion! That's the kind of thing you don't figure out when you can't think outside of the box like me. Oh, that doth be why I could not partake of those fine bristicles. Notice how I'm using ye old English now? I got your back, bro. Thanks, Floros. It's like I'm really there. All right, so we've all figured out the tavern is an illusion now. Roll for I told you so. I guess that would be persuasion. I rolled a six. You can say I told you so, but quietly. Told you so. I take a dildo out of my bag of holding and peg it at Riley's head. I'll let that be a free action. Riley, you get hit in the face, react accordingly. Why do you even have that? It's my bag of holding. It has whatever I want in it. They didn't even have dildos back then. Back when? What year is this game set in, Riley? The before times! Um, actually, even in ancient Roman times, people used- Shut the fuck up, Floros! Riley, accept the hit! And move on. Now that you are all aware of the illusion, it starts to fail. More and more of the tavern starts to deteriorate until you see that without the spell, this is a dark place. It almost seems like a cavern full of cobwebs and pits of fire and the skeletons of long dead warriors that have stumbled here and met their fate. I eat a spider for strength. You gain one hit point. Wait a second! I thought Busted Bar Wench was just a hot ghost. So she's not coming back? No, Brian. I'm sorry. This must be very hard for you. My understanding of reality has taken a hit today. Alright! Back to the party! I roll to punch Brian Wilson in the face. Strength. 16. You completely sucker punch him and it shuts him up. Ow! Camille, no! Why did you do that? I'm method. It's okay. Floros didn't feel it. Floros doesn't feel anything. Floros doesn't feel anything. Of course you don't. When's my turn? Todd's getting antsy. Todd, as our party wizard, see if you have anything in your book of spells that could potentially help out. So everyone's relying on me? I like it. Alright, let's have a look. I'm going to cast Summon Steed to get us out of here. Oh, so it could be like a unicorn, or a dragon, or a giant eagle, or a- A Ford Fiesta. The perfect car for ride-sharing, in my opinion. Wait, what? 
out of every spell in your arsenal you could have used, out of any possible choice, limited only by your imagination, you called an Uber. Yes. You are the lamest person alive. Actually, I was featured in a BuzzFeed listicle recently, so uh, I'm pretty hip. Uh, ew. Anyway, I'm splitting away from the party. Yes, it is blocked by a boulder. Like a big boulder. Well, in that case, I guess I have to cancel my ride because he won't be able to get around that. Todd, he can if you want him to. It's magic because this is pretend. I punch the boulder. Three. You break your hand. I will drive a stake through my own heart so my ghost can fight you. Who can't fight? Please. Butt out, Chester Cheeto. It's not even your turn yet. I, the incredibly smart and daring Relay, am going to search the cavern for clues. Fifteen. Nice. You see a pathway. Hark, companions. I see a pathway that doth remaineth unblocked. F. Brian followeth them. Alana? Todd? I'm good over here. Pretty sure I know what I'm doing. They charged me? I want a refund. I'll deal with that later. Anyway, Brian and Relay. Yeah, dream team. You take the pathway and follow it down many twists and turns, going deeper and deeper into this strange place. I cast daylight. With the bright light now aiding you, you see where the tunnel ends. There's a huge stone door, which you find is locked. Around the door frame, a strange writing is engraved, which glows to the touch. What does it say? What languages do you speak? Common and celestial. It's not in those. Are you kidding me? Sorry, but this is a nightmare realm. The engraving is in the language of demons. That's not fair. I didn't want it to be too easy, then it wouldn't be fun. I speak abyssal. I thought you said Brian was human. He is. But this is written abyssal rather than spoken, meaning it uses the infernal script. Brian Wilson once fought an archdevil at a crossroads early in his ranger career. He won, but showed mercy, and was gifted some infernal tomes by his adversary in thanks. Brian knows infernal well enough that he can see loan words in abyssal, enough that he can infer the meaning of the text around the doorframe. Holy shit. I've been beefing up my character sheet between turns. Floros is learning, ha ha! I'm genuinely impressed. Okay, Brian, you read the inscription and it says, To open this door and escape the dungeon, answer the following riddle. What gets wetter the more it dries? Evelyn, that's way too easy. By your own logic. No, Riley, it's not. Look. Uh, don't tell me. Don't tell me! I have a feeling this is going to take a minute. Or several. Uh, I'm going to go for a snack run. Anyone want anything? Have monsters ruined your life? Do the undead denizens of hell torment your every waking moment? Does every problem in your life come as the result of demonic intervention? Hi, I'm John Knifeman, uncertified freelance monster slayer. I'll kill monsters dead for you. Attacked by goblins? I'll track them down and rip out their spines at no extra charge. Add a loved one, savaged by a werewolf. I'll find that ungodly howling abomination and shove a silver bullet where the moon don't shine. I do the dirty work. Why? You shut the fuck up! I'm doing this to avenge my wife! John, what are you doing in here with the lights off? I'm recording my ad. Did you just say you were doing this for your wife? What do you mean? I, I'm not dead. I'm right here. Uh, I'm doing this for my wife. You wouldn't understand. Need help with demonic possession? I'll waterboard you with holy water. 
Sure, they may have revoked my PE teacher's license, but I can still take you down to the haunted woods and teach you a thing or two. Learn how to string a crossbow. How to set traps for hordes of flesh-eating monstrosities. I'll even teach you the best way to skin a flesh gate that knows how to disguise itself as a lawyer. For more info, call 1-800-936-PEEPERS-NOW and I'll... John, put your pants on. The attorney's here. It's time to sign the papers. You see? Monsters ruined my marriage! None of you is safe! Please stop, John. I can't believe Floros has been thinking this over for like an hour. See? It wasn't too easy for him. Neither is watching this. I'm gonna tell him. No, wait! I think he's having a breakthrough! I got it! It's your mama! You know what? Close enough. Door opens. Floros is a genius! The Epstein of our times! Einstein. Forsooth, Brian Wilson. You have been of great assistance. What? So we go back to get Ilana and Todd and tell them about the door. Nice! Camille isn't back yet, but Todd, what have you been doing while Brian and Relay? Todd. Has he just been sitting there in complete silence this whole time without us noticing? Oh, sorry guys. I was getting really bored, so I decided to refocus my whole brain on the business, Todd Frince. Is the game over yet? No, Todd. But you guys did just open a door. Nice! I love some teamwork. You weren't here. Yep. Teamwork. Anyway, uh, my character hasn't been doing anything either. He was, uh, I don't know, meditating. I'm back, nerds. I was gonna go to the 7-Eleven, but I went to the blood bank instead. Blood bags for the win! I didn't bring any of you anything. You're just in time! Brian just opened the door! The door which I found? Brian and Relay found the door and opened it! Good for them, I guess. I'm gonna wedge my bastard sword under the boulder to try and push it out of the way. Figure any other exit is either gonna be a trap or just lead deeper into the pit. Ooh, I like that! Roll for strength! Uh, one? Are you shitting me? Your sword breaks. Tough luck. I reach into my bag of holding for another one, then I try the same. Your turn is up. Your turn is up! Hey, Geek Wizard, blow up this boulder for me. What's in it for me? I don't stab you. That's not a compelling argument. We opened a door, guys! Come on! I mean, make haste! How big was the door? It's like three foot wide, maybe? Nah, big enough to drive a fiesta through. Damn it. All right, guess I'm blowing up this boulder. I cast Shatter. Is 20 good? I haven't been paying attention. Todd, you clap your hands and a loud, piercing sound rings out from them, causing the whole cavern to shake. The boulder vibrates, and then BOOM! It's blown up into a thousand pieces! Great, let's just change the show's name to the Ignore Riley Power Hour. Wait a second. What's that sound? Adventurers! From the pathway that you once thought was the exit, you hear footsteps. Could this be someone coming for help? Mayhaps tis the busty wench! I don't think it's the busty wench. For a thousand years I have slumbered, waiting for some foolish mortals to fall into my trap and free me! Now, there will be no stopping me from rising to the surface and destroying everything in my path! That definitely isn't the busty wench. Unless... No, Brian, it is not. You see before you a giant humanoid figure with bright red skin, a long forked tail, and huge leathery wings. 
This is Gargamel. The bad guy from the Smurfs? It's a game, and I have like two days to write this. Leave me alone. Gargamel is a powerful Cambion who was imprisoned here by the townsfolk that once resided in this area. Halt, demon. I will bring an end to thy unholy menace. Hey! Sorry, Floros. This is in character. Roll initiative! Okay, Camille first. I charge at the bastard with my bastard sword. One again? It breaks upon contact with his armor, which is forged from volcanic obsidian steel. Is that even a thing? Play along! <laughs> Gargamel says, is that the best you got? And swats you away with his tail. You hit the side of the cave. You take ten points of damage. Oh, bullshit. Play along, Camille. Okay, guess it's time for the paladin to save the day yet again. I cast Blinding Smite on my greatsword. Fifteen. You land a hit on Gargamel's arm as he tries to block himself. The greatsword glows with a holy light that burns through your opponent's armor. He screams in pain. Forsooth, that is how it's done, Brian, you're up! Okay! It's Brian Wilson's time to shine, baby! I cast Ensnare and Strike! Ooh, good choice! Then, I climb up the highest rock I can find, and I aim my bow and arrow at Gargamel, and I'm like, eat this ugly! And I shoot him. 18! Fuck yeah! You shoot your arrow at Gargamel's wing, and at first he's like, ha ha, you missed my head! But then, all these vines come out the arrow, and they tangle him up, trapping him in place! Alright, now that we've taken care of him, let's try the other door, hmm? No, fuck that! That door probably has an even worse guy behind it. You know what? Fuck you guys, I'm going ahead. I'm gonna go with Relay, and I'm gonna carry the injured Ilana Poison Leaf. I'd literally rather die. Well, I guess I'm coming too. Alright, adventurers, you make your way to the open door down the other path. Relay? Would you like to pass daylight again to light the way? No, I'm punishing Ilana for being stupid and not doing this first. Drow have night vision. Get out of my house! Why don't you come over here and make me, you fucking gremlin? And because you guys took so long to make a decision and get to the door, the ground rumbles beneath you, and suddenly the doorway explodes! The force is so much that the cavern starts crumbling around you. Everyone roll a reflex save. 14. 17! 15, about fucking time! 19! Go to dice! Riley and Camille, you both take penalties on your rolls! What? Why? Yeah, what the hell? Really? You were the closest to the entrance because you didn't want to wait on anyone. And you, Alana Poison Leaf, suffered heavy damage during the last encounter. This puts both of you at a disadvantage! You sure you still don't want me to carry you, Alana? Does the DM allow it? I will allow it. What about me? Sorry, but you're still in trouble. That's such bullshit! Impulsive decisions don't always yield positive results. The Todd Dodd Mark I was a living proof of that. Shut up about fucking Todd Dogs for five minutes! Through the noise of the rocks tumbling around you, you hear a blood-curdling roar. The mounds of rocks begin to part and out from the depths appears an imperial underworld dragon! Its skin is the color of volcanic ash. Magma drips from his teeth and eyes, and his stone claws rip through everything within reach. He opens his mouth wider, the lava dripping and melting everything around him, and he screams in a loud voice, Who is making all that noise? Um, Evelyn, 
I can maybe sense that you're kinda, sort of, maybe pissed off. But an Imperial Underworld Dragon? Are you for real? That's pure sadism. You mortals, trespass in my lair and quarrel amongst yourselves like this is your house. Well, guess what? It's not your house, it's my house. And I don't care that I just destroyed it because that's irrelevant. I'm looking at you, Paladin. You think you can just come in here and wake me up and not suffer the consequences? When will you learn that your actions have consequences? I guess it's your lucky day because you're gonna learn today! Um, guys, are we fucked? Boros feels like we might be fucked. Yeah, we're pretty fucked. Maybe you guys are, but no one fucks Todd. I'm over here, safe and sound, coming up with a new entrepreneurial scheme, ready to strike up a business partnership with this dragon after he kills you all. The dragon is a hardcore socialist, actually. Oh, the horror. Kill it! Kill it! I roll to attack first. You have to roll for initiative first. God damn your bureaucracy. It's in the rule book. Don't care. Uh, ooh, one. That's bad luck. You think? Your sword breaks. Whatever, I still have two left. Wanna roll again, Camille? This is bullshit. It's my turn. How long until I roll again? I might power down if this is gonna drag on. <laughs> drag on like the dragon from the game. I'm Floros. Yes, we are all aware of this. Because I, the noble paladin Relay, am concerned with the health of the members of this party, I am going to do the good and righteous thing and heal Ilana Poisonleaf by casting Lay on Hands. I don't need your charity, you fucking nerd. The dragon slaps Ilana and you take 10 additional points of damage. Are you fucking kidding me? No, let Relay heal you, please. You made me waste one of my blood bags. I hope you're happy. Well, I guess that's the wall goblin's blood now. Uh. <laughs> All right, Relay. Lay your healing hands on me or whatever. Very well. Congratulations, Alana. You're healed. Yay. I think you all are being too pessimistic. Think of all the employable skills this dragon may have. He could breathe fire and burn trade union representatives. Why are you always so relentlessly tied? Someone has to be. I beg to differ. I approach the dragon and ask him if he'd be interested in an unpaid internship. I literally said he was a hardcore socialist. He'll grow out of it. The dragon stomps on you and you take 15 points of damage. That's not fair. Life isn't fair. Shit. Can I, uh... Can I get some of those healing hands? Todd, you once tried to have a gargoyle break my legs, so as if I'm gonna waste my hit points healing your sorry ass. But Riley... It's Floros' turn. Floros! That's me. It is who I am. Todd's incapacitated relays healing Alana, so what do you do? Hmm. How close am I to the dragon? Uh, you're not too close, but you're closer than Alana and Relay. Brian Wilson the Ranger is gonna use his bow and arrow to shoot this motherfucker right in the eye. That's a risky move, Brian, you sure? Brian, I mean, Floros knows what must be done. The fate of the party and the world depends on me. Now that's the spirit, Floros. I thought you were the spirit. Whatever, just roll, please. 15. All right, let's see what the dragon does. Oh, oh no. Floros, this brings me no joy, but I have to maintain the integrity of the game. 
the dragon rule in 18. No, 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 no. You still have a chance to roll a reflex save. It has to be the 17. Okay, okay. Uh, six, the best number. Wait, no. Unfortunately, you managed to hit the dragon, but one arrow in the eye isn't enough to stop him. He stomps over to where all of you are and prepares to unleash a wave of magma. Oh, for fuck's sake. I just healed her, Evelyn. Come on. And I'm already dying. Or is it bloodied? Doesn't matter. Dying sounds more dramatic. Sorry, guys. Just doing my job. Wait. Ryan Wilson has a free action. You do? What is Brian Wilson going to do? Brian Wilson is going to save his friends with this. Whatever this is. Mm -hmm. uh, I have druidic warriors of feet. And so I have two cantrips. And the one that I use is Gust of Wind. Ooh, very risky. It is a risk that Floros is willing to take. Okay, so Alana and Relay, you are blown away from Ryan, leaving him alone to contend with the dragon. Oh, and you too, Todd. Go, Todd. Unfortunately, you can't get away from the magma in time yourself. The attack is imminent. This may be the end of Brian Wilson, the human ranger. The magma sweeps you away and you burn up, just like in Terminator 2. My last act is shooting the homies a thumbs up, because, like, it's all gonna be okay. But not for me. But not for me. This dude is committed. Right? It's a little cringy, but also, like, heartfelt. Oh! Ooh! Ah! The candle that burns twice as bright burns half as long! While I might die in the flames of liquid hot magma, my friends will carry my fire! Okay. Starting to feel kind of bad for being a dick to him now. Father! Father, is that you? I can see the light! I can't feel my legs! He's making it feel so real. This life, which has been the tomb of my virtue and my honor, has been a walking shadow. A poor player that struts and frets his hour upon the stage and then is heard no more. It is a tale told by an idiot, full of sound and fury, signifying nothing. Goodbye, friends. This is the swan song of Brian Wilson. May his memory live on forever. Floros, that was so beautiful and understated. <laughs> Did he? Did he actually just go to sleep? <laughs> does, does anyone have tissues? I think I saw someone who's not me crying somewhere. Brian, by Gabthar's hammer, by the sons of Orvan, you shall be avenged. I thought you worshipped Heronius. Let me have this, Camille. Show some respect. Brian Wilson just died. Fine. Vengeance, retribution for Brian. Well, I guess it's time to start looking for another ranger to join the group. What's the D&D &D version of LinkedIn? You're impossible. 
Brian Wilson was the glue that held this sorry excuse for a party together. We would have never gotten this far without him. I mean, even I have to admit that seems pretty fucked up. Just replacing Brian seconds after his death. Can't you show a little respect for his memory? I'm just thinking about the bigger picture here. We have an opening in our party, and we need four of us to beat this dragon. I vote we sacrifice Todd next. Appealing, though that may be, Ilana. We have no chance against this scaly beast without our party wizard. The party wizard is dying already because thou didst not want to heal him, remember? God damn it. Yeah, save me. Just heal him already. I'll distract this damn thing, and if he doesn't cooperate, he's getting eaten by me. Jeez, you're all so aggressive towards me. You deserve it, Todd. We'll agree to disagree. So, Camille, you're proposing to distract the dragon. I'm going to distract the dragon. Great. What do you do? I'm going to run, brandishing my sword as I scream the song of my people, which the dragon will understand because I'm going to do it in draconic. Oh, and what is the song? I'm calling the dragon's mother a whore and telling him his father smells of elderberries. The dragon does not appreciate this outrage. I do not appreciate this outrage. I don't care. Okay, so because you're running away, it leaves you open for an attack of opportunity. You have to roll a reflex save and beat a 15. Fuck yeah, an 18! Woo! Yes! Okay, so Alana successfully dodged the tail swipe that was aimed for her back as she was running away to distract the dragon. And because his back is to me, that gives me an attack of opportunity as well. That would be correct, Riley. What do you do? I heroically leap into the air, my great sword high over my head, and bring the sword down mightily. Roll for strength. 14. Ooh, no dice. You had to be an AC of 18 to hit. The dragon hardens its scales, and the sword breaks upon impact. Oh, you've got to be shitting me. This game is rigged, Hooper. Damn it, Riley, you had one job. The dragon is still angry over the outrageous words thrown at it in its mother tongue by Alana. and doesn't even register that he was being attacked. He rears his claws out to strike at Alana. I... 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 Cast... Protect... Shield of protection. Oh, finally doing something, Todd? What are you doing? (sighs) Protection shield. I cast shield protect on Ilana Poison Leaf. Whoa, did Todd just have a non-monetizable thought? About damn time. Roll for success! Eighteen. Okay! Todd successfully casts the protective spell around Alana Poison Leaf seconds before the dragon's claws make impact. They bounce off the shield, throwing the dragon off balance momentarily. He is staggered! Alana, you have an attack of opportunity while the dragon is staggered. What do you do? I use my last sword and swing it with all of my might at the dragon. Roll for strength. 17. Yes! 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 Okay, so because he's staggered, he takes a negative penalty, which means that the roll hits. The sword goes flying and impales the dragon's right claw, causing him to stumble backwards in pain and fall to the ground prone. All right, Riley, you have one chance to perform a coup de grace. What are you going to do? I don't have a weapon, Evelyn. Or do you? I don't. Look around you. You might have one in a place you never expected. Relay expects everything. They're a genius. Come on, Riles, just roll perception. Fine. Fifteen. You notice 
There's a strange weight in your hair. You somehow missed that in the excitement of the fight. Unlikely. Come on, play along. I reach into my perfectly voluminous and not at all crunchy hair. Your hands brush against something rubbery and oddly phallic. Evelyn, you've got to be shitting me. You can't believe your eyes. It's, it's Ilana Poison Leaf's dildo from her bag of holding. Come the fuck on. Woo! Floros awakens! Again! What I miss? Relay is about to attack the dragon with a dildo Alana threw at them earlier. Haha! <laughs> nice! Ironically, it's one of those dragon dildos. I never said that. I'm the DM. I outrank you. Also, creative freedom. It's big and purple, and it might just make the perfect projectile weapon if wielded by a mighty enough paladin. No. No, 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 no. That's not in keeping with the setting or the tone of this game. It's not canon. I refuse. Are you sure? Relay, do it for me, Brian Wilson. All right, all right. For Brian, I, I, I guess I roll to fucking slap the dragon with the dildo. Oh shit. What'd you roll? Nat twenty. Nice! Let's see what the dragon gets! One! Critical failure! You, with all your strength, swing the dildo at the dragon's face! The rubber makes contact with a force great enough to knock the dragon's head completely off its body! Magma blood leaks out of its neck! The dildo sticks into the wall with its mighty suction cup base! A monument to your final victory! The path opens up, and you're all free to go! Having successfully escaped the illusion. Nice work, Riley. You did Brian Wilson proud. If I could still feel anything, it would be proud. Is that a smile? Only because I'm impressed with my skills. And because the mental image of a dragon's head being cut off by a dildo is pretty funny. See, D&D can be fun. Because it's a game. Well, maybe. I'm willing to take that as a win. So, are we done here? Yeah, I don't think being here raised my social capital. Fine by me. I was starting to get sick of all of you anyway. Good game, though. All right, it's been real. Well, not exactly real, but, uh, whatever. I'm Audi 5000. Floros thought his name was Todd. Yeah, I'm probably about to head out, too. It hasn't exactly been high-stakes poker with the Yakuza, but I've got to admit... There are worse ways to kill an evening. As much as it pains me to say it, you're not wrong. Oh, and uh, one more thing. Clean your damn basement. Floros, you uh, you gonna leave too? Who's Floros? Where am I? Floros, you are undeniably a large fool, but you saved the evening. Thanks, Brian. I'ma leave now. Later, mortals! Can we do this again sometime? <sighs> yes, Floros, we'll bring you in for the next session. Who's the blazing guy with a thriving social life? It's me, Floros! Woo! Wow, what an amazing episode! I'd say this is a pretty great penultimate adventure of season one. Yeah, I agree. Ran a little long, though. Yeah, thank goodness we don't have to edit. Putting something together like this piece by piece would be a total nightmare. I feel so bad for most actual play podcasters right now. I guess we're just really lucky neither of us had to do that.
And the barkeep says, You don't have enough gold to pay your tab, stranger. Will I need to call ye old bouncer to throw your freeloading asses out onto the cobblestones? Oh, I wouldn't be so hasty there, my friend. I'm sure there's some way we could work something out. I've seen the way you look at me undressing me with your eyes. He's been hurt before. It'll take some real charm for him to open up and consider love again. Roll persuasion with disadvantage. Shite, not six? It's not even worth a hand, Shandy. Yeah, that ain't gonna cut it. How about you, Big Red? Uh, under Earth to Satan. You with us right now? Huh? What? Oh, um, cast fireball. Okay, sure. It's, uh, your bonfire, I guess. Let me just do a dexterity saving throw for the barkeep, and, uh, yeah, he's done for. Your fireball ignites surrounding the patrons, tables, and alcohol on the walls, erupting into a cacophony of fire and death. In mere moments, everyone once drawing breath is reduced to nothing more than a charred husk and broken families, leaving only you and Ball standing in the ruined bar. What the fuck, man? I was a half-mast! It was gonna happen! Now what am I supposed to do? Oh yeah, and let me guess, it's all my fault. Just like everything else. Uh, this attitude really isn't conducive to ideal play. Oh, if you're gonna tell us about how two podcasters turn the underworld into a wee pissy theme park full of rainbows and piss kittens, you can save it, okay? This is game night. We only do it once a millennium, and I don't need you bringing these rancid vibes to the table. You weren't there. I trusted them, and they betrayed me. You're betraying our game night rules, Satan. No bummers, no work talk, and no vengeful horny succubi. What about- Or incubi. <sighs> Killjoy. Can't kill what was never there. Look, Satan, you need to sort yourself out. This is getting sad. You're one of the lords of darkness, man. Act like it. <sighs> Look, I'm sorry. I don't mean to be all doom and gloom, but it's just, it's just not the same. Ever since those wretched podcasters ruined everything, I haven't had a moment's peace. The smell of cotton candy is sickening, all that horrible joyous laughter, and don't even get me started on that awful racket coming from the giant chicken rides. I don't want to encourage anything overtly violent, but you could afford to be a little more proactive about the situation, just saying. What do you propose? These two surface dwellers made a fool of you. You want to get your groove back? You've got to crush them. Hmm. That does hold a certain appeal. They say he who goes in search of revenge best dig two graves. Oh, that's perfect. There's two of them, isn't there? One grave each? Still, seems a little direct, doesn't it? Usually the bloke upstairs does all the smiting. And I don't want them dead. I want them to suffer and to see the error of their ways. Do that then! I cannot tell you how to get revenge. That'd be like shaking it for you after you take a piss. I think what Ball is saying is you've got to do what's right for you. You need some catharsis, man. Go get it. Or you're going to keep ruining our D&D game with all this sad shit. It's true. I was totally in with the barkeep and you fucked it, mate. Get your shit together. Ah, <sighs> you two have a point. I think what I need is a good old-fashioned plot. A bit of productive scheming, if you will. Yes. I think I've got just the thing. Amen to that. We don't say that word here. Thanks, guys. This has been a tremendous help. But say, weird question. Do either of you know any good magicians?
Thanks for listening to Less Is More, the bi-weekly comedy podcast from the Preps Collective. This episode was audio engineered by Scott Thomas and written by Eden, Meg Malloy-Tutin, Charlie Porritt, Henry Galley, Sean Kingham, and Gus Zagarella, with episode art by Meg Malloy-Tutin and Sean Kingham. This episode starred Alexis Bristow as Riley, Meg Malloy-Tutin as Evelyn, Eden as Camille, Gus Zagarella as Flauros, Chad Ellis as Todd, Charlie Porritt as John Knifeman, and Sonia as Wife Knifeman. Original music provided by the wonderful Veronica Stonebreaker, executive producer Ori Saturo, and our theme song was composed by Nick Heilman. We'd also like to thank Ori Sakurao for lending us the character of Gore from the Alexandria Archives, and Tozaman for providing the character of Baal from Caravan, voiced by Josh Rubino, for that little ending skit. Both are great shows that you should definitely check out. Links will be in the show notes. Want to find out more about Less is Morgue? Visit our website at www.lessismorgue.com. Want to get updates on our show and interact with our ghoulish and ghostly hosts? Follow us on Twitter and Instagram from at LessesMorgue, Tumblr at LessesMorguePod, and on our Facebook page at LessesMorguePodcast. Want to support the show and gain access to fun stuff like stickers, behind-the-scenes facts, and exclusive minisodes for as little as a dollar a month? Check out our Patreon at Less is Morgue.